0: Hey mamas, you're listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast, the only podcast teaching you how to balance your work, motherhood, and wellness. I am Dr. Amber Thornton, clinical psychologist and mama wellness consultant. Each week we dive into tips and strategies and much more so that you too can become a balanced working mama. Let's dive in. Hey Tamika, I'm so glad that you are on to tell your story. I'm really excited about this. Um, how
1: does it feel to tell your story? Sometimes I feel nervous to tell my story and but usually it comes out over time and I do feel like I need to share it because a lot of moms are going through the things I've been through,
0: right? right and agreed and I know you and I literally just were talking about it before we hit record so I'm excited for the moms who are listening to really hear what you have to share and potentially have some of them see themselves in you so thank you um so I guess share with us where
1: does it all begin for you where does your story begin Uh, I would say it begins with me never really being sure about becoming a mother and I think that's kind of the impetus for a lot of things that happened with my motherhood journey um see a little Tamika walking around but even as a child I knew that women took on a lot of the work and I didn't want that but I ended up meeting someone around 30 and by the time um we had my daughter I was 33 turns out I was right (laughs) when the baby came My ex-husband turned into a completely different person, and I found out the truth about a lot of things. And unsurprisingly, he chose to manipulate and gaslight me. And I really did think I was going crazy.
0: My goodness, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I know that you are a member of our community, and so you've been like pretty transparent with us inside the community about that experience and about what that was like for you. And even sharing that in the community, I've noticed that women were able to kind of you know, realize that they, you and them had a shared experience. Um, Wow.
1: Wow. Right. (laughs) It's unfortunate, but it seems a little more common than I expected because I thought I was doing this all alone. I'm the only person going through this and Mm -hmm. apparently
0: not. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. Not at all. And honestly, you and I know, because within the community, we know that there are other women who have had that experience. But, you know, me speaking to women just on social media, on Instagram, I will assure you you are not <laughs> the only one and there's literally women going through it right now and and just kind of questioning those experiences that you literally just spoke to and so i wanted to ask you you know one thing that i recently started to talk about a little bit more online was just this idea of being a married single mom and that came about because i saw a reel of someone else a, a different podcast And it was a clip of this woman talking about there are a lot of married women who are married single moms. Mm -hmm. And it was just so interesting because that was the very first time that I had heard that term, a married single mom. And she broke it down perfectly. She basically just said that it is a woman who is married and also has a child with that, her husband, but she is essentially a single mom within that relationship. And it just got a lot of comments, a lot of views. It got a lot of opinions. You know, there were people who agreed and disagreed. And, you know, I wanted to ask you, do you feel like that term married single mom is something that is valid or really describes your situation?
1: Oh, I totally think it's valid. When I first saw those TikToks, and think I was like, oh, yeah, totally relate to that. And it definitely described my situation, which was a shocking thing for me. I had a boyfriend who was just so wonderful. And he told me all these stories about how he helped his friends raise their children. And he's such a fantastic godfather. And he was just going to be a fantastic father when he became one, which our child together was his first child and my first child. So I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. This is exactly what I need. This is exactly what I want. And then we had our daughter, and he became the little opposite of that. He refused to be an equal partner and thought that because I'm a woman that I should know how to raise a child again my first child and his first child <laughs> and I you know I asked him why he wouldn't help me and he literally said to me I've never been a parent before well, and I'm like okay this is my first child and I didn't feel like I really had that maternal instinct that people talk about mm-hmm. he thought I had it just by virtue of being a woman but mm-hmm. I didn't feel that inside mm-hmm
0: And I think that happens so much, like so much of what you're saying is just like, I feel like we got to pause and like process it because like people view women as having this instinctual maternal Mm -hmm. instinct and that's just not true. And honestly, I think many women put that pressure on themselves. You know, they, they have been taught to believe because I'm a woman, because I carried the baby for nine months. And all the while there are many mothers who don't carry their children. But like, just because you were a mom or just because you carried the child or just because you literally are female, like genetically, they think that, that means that there's this instinctual maternal instinct that's supposed to kick in. And for some women, they say, yeah, that's the case. That's their experience. But many women know that is not the case. And just like it was his first child, it also was your first child too.
1: And it makes us feel like something's wrong with this. Mm -hmm. either mentally something is wrong or maybe my hormones aren't doing what they're supposed to do but I should be able to do this and then I have a partner who is saying yeah you should be able to do this you shouldn't even have to google anything you shouldn't need any help you should know it all
0: right (laughs) right wow like I don't know that that right there is just kind of deep for me because I feel like there's so many women who are going through that and they don't even realize it like they literally don't realize that they are living up to this expectation that initially is, is truly just false. It's it's false. You know, just because you are a woman does not necessarily mean you will naturally have a, a maternal instinct that just kicks in. And th- it is unfair for your your male partner to just rely on you and look to you as, you know, the guide, you know, it it essentially means that, hey, you're the mom, so you're supposed to be the leader here, and it starts literally from day one, you know, literally Literally (laughs) viewing you as the person who knows it all, and I I easily can see how that then leads someone to becoming a default parent, but then also a single mom within their marriage, because you, you, you supposedly hold all the knowledge and all the tools Mm -hmm. and the skills to make this child grow. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. <laughs> From day one, you become the default parent without even realizing what's happening sometimes.
0: Yeah. And I, I also can see how isolating it can be. And I know my next question is going to be about mental health, but I, I just, it's starting to hit me too. Like you said, it made you feel bad thinking that there was something wrong with you when really there was not anything wrong with you. And, and instead there was just this undue pressure, this unfair expectation that was being placed on you that you thought you had to live up to.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it.
0: And it led you probably to isolate because I know mm-hmm. a lot of women when they feel like they're failing, especially in motherhood. It's like, well, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to share that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna just stop talking. You speak to that? Like, <laughs> my question is, is, what was your mental health like in you know your overall wellness during this time? And if you could speak to that isolation part, that would be good too.
1: What is wellness? <laughs> like, I, it didn't exist at this time. And I had a cesarean, so that was an added layer of everything being really hard in the beginning. And, but like, I was so excited once all the swelling went down and everything, I was back in my pre-pregnancy jeans. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, snap back, right? But by the time my daughter was a year old, I probably gained like 30 or 40 pounds. So the physical wellness was not there at all. It was just, I didn't have time. I didn't have the inclination. I, I really do think I was dealing with some depression as well, not necessarily postpartum, but the issues that I was having in my marriage. Um, I also had terrible financial wellness, <laughs> and that kind of contributed to my isolation as well. So I had a lot of friends who are still single, you know, childless, and they're having a great time. They're going on trips. I can't afford to do any of that. <laughs> it was, it was a truly terrible and isolating time. Mm -hmm. Um, just, you know, I've always worked, but, um, I ended up being one of those like 50, 50 kind of women they talk about on Twitter. That's not the movie. And my husband made about twice what I made, but I was still paying 50% of everything. Plus again, with the default parent paying for everything dealing with our child. If she needed diapers, if she needed formula, if she needed to go to the doctor, I was paying her insurance. Like literally everything dealing with her was on me financially. So
0: I was- I was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was I'm sorry, I just was saying like, I wish people could see my face, like <laughs> a literal disbelief. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think um, people don't think about women who are working being financially abused but that can happen if you're made to pay for a lot of things. Yep. I was essentially, I mean, I was i was going into debt in a marriage. Did that make sense? Not at all. <laughs> but, you know, I'm charging diapers on a credit card. Wow. Because I couldn't ask my husband for help because I have a job and I'm supposed to do everything. I, I literally don't have the words. I'm
0: not supposed to be pausing right now, but i I don't know. I'm just feeling so many things like the one thing I, is making me think about is just the moms who are listening to this, who like, this might be the first time that is really hitting them that they are in a similar situation mm-hmm. and how hard that moment might be. And like, I, I could imagine that some women might even just have to take a step away <laughs> from this very moment because it's heavy. And I think the other thing is making me think about was just, you said the word abuse. And, you know, I, I think that, people have their own ideas or beliefs about what abuse sh- looks like or what it it maybe should be categorized as for me as a psychologist i know that abuse can look so many different ways and i think sometimes we have this misconception that if your abuse is not physical it's not abuse but i think you are already speaking to this idea that like while you 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 it doesn't seem like you were physically abused it sounds like financial abuse was happening. It sounds like emotional abuse was happening. Mm -hmm. It sounds like mental abuse was happening. And wow. And so not only, you know, originally you said, what is wellness? There was no wellness. There was no nothing. There was no awareness of that. But not only that, you then were being abused, Mm -hmm. which then further denigrates your wellness. And I know also you had mentioned gaining, you know, 30 pounds. And one thing I want to Help moms understand too. You know, I I realize, and what I've noticed in working with moms, postpartum weight gain so common. And I think you know we assume that it's because um, we are maybe just not being as mindful when it comes to our foods. Many moms are breastfeeding, and then if they maybe discontinue breastfeeding, of course there's that shift. But I think the one thing that we discount is just the mental. Strain (laughs) the emotional strain that comes with being a mom, and especially if you are in a situation like yours, right? Our bodies will hold on to weight, our bodies will produce Mm -hmm. hormones that contribute to weight gain when we are stressed Mm -hmm. and in a crisis, and that's literally how it works. And so, it may be have little to do with what you're eating, little to do with what's going on with your physical health, and really a huge contributor to a a large amount of postpartum weight gain is really just mental and emotional distress that is being undressed, abuse happening. You're being abused and your body is holding on to things because it needs help.
1: Mm -hmm. That's exactly what was happening for me. Yeah, It wasn't that my lifestyle changed in this big way after having my child, other than Experiencing this abuse, experiencing all this sadness and grief, mm-hmm. and you know all the things I thought that motherhood would be—they were not. <laughs> all the yeah. things that I had hoped would happen, all the hope that I hoped I would have this mm-hmm. fantastic partner, and then I was just alone dealing with the newborn. Oh my gosh,
0: I think you hit the nail on the head right there. Like all the things you hoped it would be, all the things you thought would happen it was the complete opposite. And not only that, not only were you experienced abuse, but also grief, like grief of the life that you thought you would have for you and your daughter. Mm -hmm. So tell me, when did you start to realize that things really needed to change? Because it seems like at this point, you were just really in the thick of it. Like, when did you start to realize that something needed to change?
1: It was funny. I was talking to my mom about this yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I will never forget it. It was on Easter Sunday the year after I had my daughter and I just could not get out of bed I had all these plans to visit family and you know dress her up in a frilly dress and all that good stuff but I just could not function and my mom called and I didn't answer so she just came right over she was like oh no she never you know it neglects her phone something is wrong so she came over and I'll never forget like the look on her face. It was just this deep concern. And that's the day she realized something was wrong and looking at her and feeling the way I was feeling, you know, not being able to function. That's when I knew, like, I have to call somebody. I have to get a therapist because I just can't do this anymore. This is it. And I'm so glad the next day I went to work and I looked up therapists in my area that took insurance and, like, that really saved my life.
0: Wow. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad. And for any mom who is listening to this and has been sitting on finding a the therapist, because I know many of y'all have. You've been telling yourself all year, I need a therapist. I need to get a therapist. If you haven't done it. This is your sign. To-
1: don't have time. I can't afford it. No, you you can't, you can't have those excuses. Yeah, You have to go.
0: Yeah, because for you, it literally saved your life. Literally. Wow. Mm -hmm. And it almost, so one thing that's kind of coming to me and you tell me if this is incorrect, you know, we talked about like you being isolated in this process and it also feels like it took someone to really see you and for them, for you to witness the concern on their face, for you to kind of feel validated, like, yeah, something isn't right.
1: Exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. Because
1: again, my partner was gaslighting me. He was manipulating me and I'm thinking, all of this is my fault. I'm wrong. There's something wrong. I, you know, I'm terrible at being a wife and a mother. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm being abused. Not that I have a bad partner. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm being isolated. And I need help because it really does take a village.
0: Yes. Wow. So I'm gonna just recap what you said because it was powerful. I think a lot of times when women are in these situations, instead of saying to themselves, I'm being abused, I'm being treated unfairly. I'm not being supported. I don't have the support I need. I need help. They're telling themselves, I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad wife. Mm-hmm. I still haven't been able to live up to that expectation. People are counting on me and I keep failing. I'm not doing this right. I'm not good at this. Like Those are the things that women are telling themselves instead of the fact that, like, no, I'm I'm being abused and I need help.
1: Right, so Sir, I much of need that.
0: more help. I need more help. That is really mm-hmm. what's happening,
1: right? And that's exactly what happened with me. I blame myself for everything mm-hmm. when it really wasn't me, right? I just needed help, right?
0: So tell me, so this part, this is, oh, okay. We're gonna talk about this part because I feel like there have been some people on the internet that have like. On, on comments and dms telling me oh you about you breaking up homes like you're trying to break up yes. homes. because they perceive me right now as <laughs> pushing for divorce when really I've never said that people should get divorced I don't want people to get divorced but I realized that sometimes that is what needs to happen. And that's why I'm so glad for you to, to come here and speak to this, you know, for the mamas who do need to see and realize that this is the thing. Um, when did you know that divorce was the only option for you or that it um, did happen?
1: Therapy led me to that decision.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, realizing that I had a partner who did not want to work with me as I was doing the work. Mm -hmm. I was learning how to communicate. I was learning all the things that, you know, you should do to have a better relationship with someone. And I was being led against the wall. Yeah. He would not help. He would not listen. There was nothing I could do. And during my therapy sessions, I'm learning, I'm changing, I'm growing. And then I see him being stagnant. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started therapy, my my focus was parenting because I felt like uh, I suck at this. I'm not good at this. If I were better at parenting, uh, I wouldn't feel so bad. I would have more time. I would have time to do the things I used to do with and for my husband. Wow. And then it sort of moved to self-care, which you know was nearly impossible at the time. <laughs> and I think that's what got my therapist's attention. We just not being able to do self-care whatsoever. And we started to talk deeply about my marriage and I shared a lot of the problems we were having and telling her that he, at the time, hadn't spoken to me for two weeks. He was giving me the silent treatment, which he often did. And that's kind of when she, I don't think she said it straight out, but she was just like, you know, uh, emotional abuse is a type of abuse. (laughs) And funnily enough, that silent treatment ended up lasting a month oh my god right right so not only was he not talking to me he was not helping in any kind of way um he had a man cave and he just spent all his time in there and like he would kick our daughter out of the man cave too and that was what was most upsetting to me you can ignore me but you can't ignore my baby yeah (laughs) yeah because she's innocent in this right and And you are too granted
0: you are right Right? however the baby
1: Mm -hmm. and that's what really kind of made me think about this like okay i'm so used to him giving me the silent treatment but i'm not used to him kind of kicking our daughter out of his life Mm -hmm. and also this was kind of the big part i found out that he was having substance abuse issues Mm. so that just made everything make sense to me -hmm. And I wanted to work with him on that because, you know, like a lot of us, when I got married, I didn't intend to get divorced. Right. That was not my intent at all. I was gonna fight, I was gonna do whatever everything that I could to keep our marriage intact. And I learned that you have to have a partner who's gonna work with you to do that. Wants to do that too. Mm -hmm. But you know, he was too busy doing drugs and um I found out he was doing hard drugs. Mm. And um, so when I really knew that I had to leave him, he Mm -hmm. texted me one afternoon when he was supposed to pick our daughter up from daycare. And he texted me to tell me that he wasn't coming home. And that was always um, him telling me and not in so many words that he was going on a drug binge. And so I just packed up like two weeks worth of stuff for me and my daughter and I showed up at my dad's house and was like, hey, can I stay here? Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, Tamika. Hey mama, thank you for listening to the Balanced Working Mama podcast. If you love this podcast, please be sure to rate it and share it with another mama that you know. And don't forget to follow me and Balanced Working Mama on Instagram. I'll talk to you soon.